All right. Thanks for tuning in to the Bourbon Hound Podcast with Rob McDonald and Mike Teeples, two bourbon hounds on the hunt for their next bottle. Hey, Bourbon Hounds, welcome to the Bourbon Hound Podcast. I'm Rob McDonald, and I'm here with uh, Mike Teeples, and we're going to talk about bourbon tonight. How you doing, Mike? Excellent, Rob. Excellent. Had a good weekend and uh, excited to talk about our topic tonight. Yeah, right on. So did you find any new, uh, any new scores before we get going on our topic? What were the scores, uh, bourbon, whiskey, what did you find this week? Well, I'll tell you, I got I got so lucky last week that I, I didn't expect uh, greatness after my my big find last week, where I scored two bottles of of Blanton's. But I did my normal search in Colorado Springs Thursday night's a good night to go look. I went and looked, and I, I kind of struck out, but I did come up with a bottle of something I've been wanting to try that was recommended to me, and it's this Balcones uh, Baby Blue, and it's an original Texas whiskey. So they do make a weeded bourbon, they make a pot still bourbon but they didn't have those available. But I picked this guy up for 38 bucks and uh, cracked it open and gave it a shot. And it's got kind of a peaty, smoky flavor on the front side, but then it finishes kind of kind of smooth and sweet. So I, uh, I'm a fan. I'm not a big fan of like the peated uh, scotches and those kinds of things. But okay. when I first had that first flavor. I wasn't crazy about it. But um, then it, as it settled in, I liked it. And the more I had it over an ice cube, the more it mellowed, the more I liked it. Interesting. So a Texas blue corn whiskey. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it's uh, 46% alcohol by, by volume. But yeah, it's a corn whiskey. Uh-huh. Right on. So uh, I stopped into a store earlier this week that uh, is kind of on my radar and uh, picked up a bottle of Horse Soldier. I've never had it before. And uh, so I was happy to, to get my hands on that. And I saw a couple of bottles of uh, Uncle Ernest that she had in there at the store. And I did not pick those up. It was kind of one of those things where uh, it was a little bit past the price point that I wanted to be at for something that I'd either never tried personally, or I'd never heard of any, anybody any my, in my circle. It uh, has never told me, Hey, I tried some uncle Ernest, man, you got to have it. So um, I let those ones uh, rest there for a while and uh, may do a little reading up, but uh Anyway, that was that was my find for the week. Hey, that that horse soldier, Rob. Uh, you know we can't get that here in Colorado Springs, and I'm excited to try that. Do they make some different kinds of of horse soldier? Yeah, so they had um, the the standard horse soldiers, like a copper. It kind of looks like it's a riveted uh, kind of a the label looks like it's made out of of tin or. Whatever. The, the, the regular one's made out of copper. It's a copper color anyway, and I'm sure it's glued on to the glass bottle, but they kind of give it an industrial look. Uh, and then there was a silver label, which is the next bottle up in price. And I think, I think that one was a cask strength. I could be wrong. And then the top one that she had in there was a gold label. Um, and all the labels are the same, just the colors change. And I think it's a single barrel. So I might have those reversed, but uh, I, I'm excited to try it. And I imagine when you get into the single barrels or the other kinds, the price point goes up a little bit on some of those. Yeah, I think it started around 40 and then it moved to uh, like 50 or 55. And then it was like 
right in that just over $60 mark, 60 to 62, something like that. So yeah, you had mentioned that one to me previously and a buddy of mine also mentioned it. So I asked at my local store and he said, man, he's been trying to get that for a while, but they just don't distribute to Colorado or Colorado Springs. So he's, he's got it on his radar. He said, when it happens, he's going to get it. He had, had heard really good things about it. Well, the next time you and I are together, I just might have a bottle hidden away for you. So ooh, we'll see what ooh. happens. Now we're talking. <laughs> Well, hey, we were going to talk a little bit some, about some of the classic bourbon brands that are out there. So, and I know I posted on our Facebook page kind of that, uh, that chart that showed the trees of all the different branches of bourbon that are out there. So that one's the, you know, the Buffalo Traces and the, the Bartons and the Jim Beams, uh, Maker's Marks. You get the Woodford Reserve, Heaven Hill, some of the really, you know, uh, bigger distilleries out there and what they produce. The Willets, Wild Turkeys, and things like that. So. Um, Old Forester, uh, Maker's Mark, those types of things are things we're seeing regularly. And then they're kind of branching off and doing the cask strength things and things like that. But tonight, I think we were going to talk a little more about Weller. Uh, so when you get into the Buffalo Trace line, you know, these, these, Weller, these Weller guys have kind of gotten a name for themselves. That's probably the one that when I walk in, um, if I can find it, I'm pretty happy. Uh, but sometimes I can find it at price points. I can't. We've talked about that a couple of times. But tonight... We thought it might be fun to kind of talk a little bit more in depth about Weller itself. So I'll throw it back to you, Rob. What do you, what do you know about the different varieties of, of Wellers and, and that kind of thing? Yeah, so Stetzel Weller, right, is, is owned by uh, Sazerac and made out of the Buffalo Trace Distillery. Um, they also make bottles like uh, Eagle Rare and Ancient Age and the Buffalo Trace Bourbon. Um, but the Weller is weeded bourbon, right? That's what it's known for is to be um, smoother, softer. That's the idea with the weeded bourbon. Um, it doesn't have the bite or the spice of rye. Um, and yeah, it's, it's become this cult following in the bourbon hunt um, to, to find your Weller. And, you know, part of that is because I personally, I like Weller bourbon. Um, so it's a good bottle, you know, it, it's tasty. Um, it's usually, you know, the reserve, so it's the green label. We'll talk about the different bottles. Um, it's a pretty good price point. You know, if, if, if you can get it at MSRP, you're talking around 25 bucks, you know, so for, for a 750 bottle. So, you know, it's got a lot going for it. It's, it's classic. It's uh, weeded, so it's smooth. Um, it's, it's supposedly, right, the the best of the best at the Rick house of the weeded Weller. Um, the, the idea is that becomes Pappy Van Winkle, right? Um, so, you know, is this poor man's Pappy? I don't know. Or, or just, you know, you can't find it. And so you do, you can't find that bottle of, of Pappy. So you're going to drink the Weller instead. Um, but yeah, they make the, the green label special reserve, which is kind of the entry level. There's the 107. Um, which in my opinion is just about the green label, but it's a higher proof. Um, and then we've got the 12 year and the full proof. Um, and then there's the, what's uh, craft your perfect bourbon, right? CYPB is a white label. Um, and then there's the, uh, Weller, um, 
What's the middle name there? I'm trying to think of that. Uh, LaRue. Weller LaRue. Yep. Right. Um, did, I, did I hit them all? Well, I, I, the, the new one, obviously, that's that's coming out uh, that we just heard about. And then you mentioned one recently. Right? What, are the, what are the new ones that are, that are yeah. coming out? So suppose, well, there's a new orange label and uh, there's been a few reviews uh, that I've seen out there on that already. And that's a uh, cask strength. Was that right? And then recently. I think, the, I think as, the orange label, that's their single barrel. Okay. Okay. Single barrel. Yeah, there we go. Single barrel. And now uh, I saw some rumblings in the bourbon underbelly about a uh, toasted uh, Weller. So I don't know what that means. Um, but, you know, it's kind of exciting to see those new labels. But at the, subtype, at the same point, it's almost frustrating because it's like, man, some new bottles I'll never find. <laughs> well, that's true. And that's funny because I've been on the hunt. Weller was the one that for me kind of started the hunt. You know, that's that was the one I, I went into a place when I was traveling and would say, hey, do you guys happen to have Weller? And sometimes I could find it in places where it would just be sitting on the shelf and it would blow me away. The, I'd never heard of the foolproof. That's the one that had gotten away from me. I'd never seen the blue label. I hadn't really seen the white label, but I'd heard of it, but the foolproof. And then I saw it at a place I was down in Santa Fe and they had it up on their tasting wall. That, that place, they put it, a one bottle up for everybody to try a sample of it. Um, and I tried, to, I tried to buy that bottle from her because uh, <laughs> I, I couldn't get my hands on it anywhere else. I'd never seen it for sale and still have not, honestly. Yeah. So what I had heard, though, is that the 12-year, when you talked about the connection between Pappy Van Winkle and Weller, what I had heard, and, and maybe you've heard this or maybe, you, maybe you're going to call bunk on this, but what I had heard is that the Van Winkle side comes in and chooses what they want to represent the new Pappy line. But there's also from that same mash, the 12-year, that makes up the Weller 12-year. And I think that that may have, have kind of prompted, because, you know, Pappy's that thing that, you know, if you can get it retail, it's 150 to 200 bucks a bottle, but you see people flipping it for 1500 to $2,000 on the internet. So that had become like, I don't even ask about Pappy Van Winkle anymore. Right. But Weller 12 beer was something that you could occasionally find on the shelf. And I have happened to score a bottle of that. So, and for a regular retail price of like 90 bucks, which, yeah. well, it's probably right. still too high. But Yeah, yeah. Well, I've got a bottle right here of the Special Reserve. I'm going to go ahead. It's interesting. Um, these are a screw, aluminum screw cap. So there it is. Yeah, it's a little bit um, interesting to me that uh, a, a a bottle of bourbon that's so well known and so, so has such a following, um, and they don't use a cork. That is interesting, and uh, that's another side note for those of us that do have a couple of bottles on the shelf. I've got some friends that have said, "Hey, once a month, you got to go through and turn those bottles over just to moisten those corks." So I guess here with the Weller, with the screw cap, nothing to worry about, right? Yeah, yeah, there you go. So I, you've, you've poured yourself a glass of that. I've also got a glass of the, uh, the Weller Special Reserve, which is, by the way, a 90 proof. And then I've also poured a glass of the Antique 107, which is a 107 proof. So got those to compare and contrast right here in front of me. Perfect. Well, let's uh, let's put that one there. The uh, the special reserve. I don't have any one hundred and seven open, but I've got this 
special reserve. Let's put that on the nose and just see what we get. Yeah, it's definitely a softer. You can, for me, I can smell that that uh, wheat in there, and and you don't get that rye spice. So, uh, lots of vanilla. Just uh, kind of a toffee, but without that uh, without that baking spice. I would agree with that. I don't get that kind of that pungent, you know, initial first feel, which I think is maybe the appeal of some of the weeded weeded bourbons. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's good stuff. Yeah, I like that. Finish is nice too. Finish is kind of clean for me. Uh huh. Yep, for sure. And it's in it. The finish uh, on the on the palate, I get a little bit of uh, a little bit of proof spice in the back, but uh, you know it's not a high proof, but it lasts. Um, it lasts quite a while for for being ninety proof. So, um, yeah, you know, across my palate, uh, I'm getting almost like a graham cracker. Um, Kind of a a brown brown sugar, um, kind of right around in those lines. Just a classic bourbon um, that's nice and smooth, not too peppery um, because of, of the wheat rather than the rye. Absolutely, yeah, and I think I would agree with the smooth the smooth statement for sure. Um, and, I, and for me, it kind of starts and finishes kind of smooth that way anyway. I don't get like that that first punch in the beginning, and there's nothing that lingers at the end. So. Yeah, uh, maybe yeah. that's the appeal because I like I do like the weeded bourbons. When I've gone back and looked after talking to you a little bit, the weeded ones is still the Larceny is another weeded bourbon that I that I really like that one as well. Right. Yeah. Yeah. If you're looking for a a, a glass of bourbon that's kind of going to slap you around a little bit, uh, this this isn't the one. No. No. However, that antique 107 on the other hand, <laughs> we'll pull of that guy and I'll let you know what I think. All right. Let's see. Now that's that's got a little kick on the front side. Okay. A little bit of heat. Yep. It's definitely tasty. It's got it's definitely coming from the same the same line. There's some similarity between the two, but that one finishes a little hotter as well. It's kind of a steady burn throughout. Again, you know, 90 proof versus 107. So not a not a ton more, but you know, 17 more proof. That's that's got some more some more kick to it. Right, right, for sure. Well, uh, so what are you what what are you hunting for now? So the the special that's talking about Weller. So you said you've got a twelve year. You've got the special reserve. You've got the one hundred and seven. I currently I have uh, some of the special reserve. I've got a couple one seven five. So I've got a couple handles, um, and I, I managed to score two bottles now of the antique one hundred and seven. I haven't opened either one yet. I've got. I've got quite a few open bottles I need to get through before I uh, open one of those, uh, just other random random bourbons. But um, I have not seen in the wild, right, uh, out there hunting it. I think it's funny when you hear that term, you know, oh, I saw some uh, Old Forester birthday bourbon in the wild. You know? <laughs> Meaning that you saw it at a liquor store and not uh, on Craigslist or some Facebook flipping page, you know, where people are buying at retail and then selling on secondary. But um, so I'm looking for the 12 year, the foolproof. Uh, I'll be on the lookout for sure of any of these new bottles that are coming out. And uh, the William LaRue Weller, you know, that's a unicorn out there. Who knows if we'll ever see it. Um, and the craft your own, you're, you're perfect, craft your perfect, which is an interesting 
you know, the concept behind that bottle was that Buffalo Trace uh, set up a um, they, they set up a uh, questionnaire on their website, and people would go on and click through the things that they wanted out of a bourbon and, and check boxes. And then Stetzel Weller at, at the bottle at the uh, distillery decided, well, they would just go ahead and make that profile, you know, try to go through and, and uh, I'm, I'm sure their, their tasters or their master distiller, they had to go through and find the barrels that fit that profile and uh, blend those and get the right proof and get the right uh, palette and bottle it under that label. Um, which is pretty interesting in itself, right? It is. And that, so that one was 95 proof. And what was interesting to me was they actually, they did that with uh, surveying folks over a two year period. It was over a hundred thousand people that weighed in. So when they say craft your perfect bourbon, I mean, that was trying to get feedback from the people, which you got to love, right? That they gave the, the folks a chance to kind of weigh in and say, this is what we like out of a weeded bourbon. So um, yeah, I, I love it. And I, I've never seen other than on that tasting shelf, I saw both the white label CYPB and the foolproof, which I've never seen for sale anywhere. Those are probably right now two of my hottest bourbons uh, to find. You mentioned the the uh, Old Forester Birthday Bourbon. That one and Rock Hill Farms are the other the other two that are probably going to round out my foursome, the perfect golf foursome, right? If you think about it that way. So, <laughs> there you I'm go. excited to find that one for sure. But yeah, hundred thousand people weighing in on that guy, so that's pretty cool. Interesting, yeah. Well. Um, I think that pretty well covers the Weller bourbon, unless you, uh, got any takeaways or, uh, exciting, uh, news or things to kick off this episode. I tell you what, I think this, uh, this Weller 107, the antique 107, a little, almost a little stronger on the vanilla. It's got like, it's that kick really kind of comes through on the vanilla. That's what I'm really getting out of the flavor for this guy. But, uh, as far as takeaways, man, um, I think Weller's a fun one to, to go after. I, I have had a few guys in liquor stores, you know, tell me when you walk in and you say, hey, are you looking for anything special? I actually do not open with Weller. I'll, first of all, we mentioned before, I like to have a bottle in my hand so they know I'm a, I'm a customer. Right. Um, gotta, they've seen my face before. That helps for sure. But so many people walk into liquor stores and ask, do you have any Weller? And even one locally, when I was on my hunt this last week, they had a bottle of a 750 a Weller. And of all the bourbons they had sitting out that were there hard to find, they keep behind the counter type stuff. That was the only one that had a yellow sticky on it. And I said, I assume that's spoken for. And they said, oh yeah, the Weller is spoken for before, you know, it even comes into the shop. We've got a list for those types of things. So um, they, they say uh, a couple of liquor stores, they said, yeah, the, all the frat boys come in looking for uh for the Weller special reserve. So <laughs> I never opened with that one, but I think I like your line, Rob, you asked for, Hey, do you guys have anything interesting? that came in that I need to know about. I think that's a good way to go about finding mm -hmm. out what they got behind that and getting the conversation started. There you go. There you go. Well, here's to the hunt and to finding those bottles of Weller, that classic weeded bourbon we're all looking for. Cheers, Mike. Cheers, Rob. Good luck, buddy. Thanks again, Bourbon Hounds, for joining us on another episode. Be sure to check us out on Instagram at the Bourbon Hound Podcast. If you're on Facebook, please join the Bourbon Hound Podcast Facebook group. We'd love to have you. And give us a follow on Twitter. Just search for the Bourbon Hound Podcast.
Podcast.